Hey, Salt World. Thanks for joining the State Tech Show. I'm Matt Hunsaker. Is your business experiencing a surge of bad debts by customers? Today, we talk about the state income and sales tax implications. Last week's episode with Kate and Karen by far generated the most response of any episode I've done. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to part one in the series, Women in State Tax, please go back and check it out. I think you'll love it. In today's business climate with COVID and the related economic upheaval, I suspect that many of you are experiencing bad debts from customers. So today I want to talk about what that means to you from a state income and sales tax perspective. Let's start with the easy one, state income tax. For the most part, this is going to generally be an issue of conformity. You know, does the state conform to the federal treatment of bad debts and bad debt reserves? If they do, then life is peachy and fairly simple. If they don't, then things can get a little tricky. Now, this is an issue where we can really get down into the weeds, but let me give you just one example. There's a Maryland case from back in the mid-90s where a taxpayer was able to take a federal deduction for a bad debt reserve, but the state didn't allow the deduction for state income tax purposes. Now, that's unfortunate, but not the end of the world. Well, later on, the taxpayer had to recapture some of the bad debt reserve as income on its federal tax return under the tax benefit rule. When this happened, the state said that the recaptured deduction should also be included in state taxable income. But luckily, the court said no. The taxpayer never deducted the bad debt for state income tax purposes, and so the state-level recapture was inappropriate. That's about all I want to say on the income tax side, so let's move on to the meat of the show. How are bad debts handled on the sales tax front? We all know that if a customer returns goods for a refund, then states exclude the purchase price from sales tax. But what about if a customer defaults and just doesn't pay you? That is a little trickier. Most states will give you a deduction or credit for the part of the purchase price the customer didn't pay. But not all of them. Uh, Michigan courts historically have been notorious for rejecting claims for refunds based on repossession and bad debts. So what is the proper policy? Well, I think it is almost uniformly agreed that it is bad policy to make a retailer be an involuntary tax collector for the government. And then if the sale becomes uncollectible, to make that involuntary tax collector also bear the burden, not only of the unpaid sale, but also the unpaid sales tax. Luckily, though, only a small handful of states still have this bad policy. 
Now, there's a few different mechanisms for the states to make the taxpayers whole on bad debts. One of them is just to let the taxpayer claim a refund and get the tax back. But usually for administrative simplicity, they either allow a credit. That's where you take a dollar for dollar credit on the sales tax that you never were able to collect. Or as an alternative, the state will allow the taxpayer on the next tax return to deduct the amount of uncollected sales price from its total sales on the next period's return. There may be some nuance there, but for the most part, those three mechanisms are going to have the same effect of making the involuntary tax collector whole. Now, what about timing? When do you get the credit for the tax or the deduction for the unpaid sales price? Well, there are a lot of different rules, but I think the majority rule is that you can get the credit, deduction, or refund when the debt becomes worthless, which, as you know, can be a hard thing to prove, and when the seller writes it off on its books. But keep in mind that in other states, there can be a lot of nuance here, so be sure to take a close look at the rules to avoid any undue headaches. A lot of bad debts can lead to repossessions. That is, the seller hires a repo man or a repo woman to locate the item sold, grab it, and return it to the seller. Now, if you ever want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole late at night, there are some very entertaining channels put out there by those in the repossession business. But like I said, it is a rabbit hole, so don't say I didn't warn you. But what about the value of what gets re repossessed? Does that reduce the amount of the bad debt? In other words, do you treat it like a return and give back the tax? Or do you treat the repossessed property as offsetting some portion of the bad debt? Well, the law is pretty messy here. But in my experience, repossessing collateral does not reduce the amount of sales tax refund or credit due to the seller. And that seems to make sense if you treat it somewhat like an involuntary return. So far, pretty simple stuff, right? Well, let's take it up a notch and talk about what happens when a seller assigns a debt to a third party, and then after assigning the debt, the collection goes south. Does the assignee step into the shoes of the seller and get all of the seller's rights to deductions or credits for bad debts? This is where there is a pretty big split between the states. About half of the states allow the assignee of a financing contract to claim the bad debt deduction if the collection doesn't go through. These states typically have a statute or regulation that makes this rule explicit. The problem arises in the other states where there is no clear statute. Then you have to go to the courts or administrative decisions. I think in about 23 states, plus or minus one or two, courts have ruled that the financing assignee does not step into the shoes of the seller and that the right to claim the bad debt deduction belongs solely with the seller. If that sounds like bad policy, I agree with you. But the rationale on the other side is that the assignees presumably purchased the receivables at a discount to reflect the possibility that they weren't going to collect. And so giving them a deduction as well allows them to double dip, so to speak. 
So let's say that the assignee doesn't get the bad debt deduction. What about the original seller? There are a few cases out there on this particular issue, but the law is pretty unclear. I know that there's at least one case that says no, the seller doesn't get a deduction because they got paid by the financing company. But there's some case law out there that allows the seller to step back in and claim the deduction. Now, these cases are very fact-specific, so I'll just leave it at that for now and not give you a general rule. Well, there you have it. Just about everything you'd want to know about bad debts. Now, let's get out there and collect those receivables. Until next week, this is Matt Hunsaker for The State Tax Show. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker & Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. The hiring of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.